What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 14 of season three. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it's your boy, Chris Manfredonia, director of athletics for Darien Public Schools. Darien football team in the motherfucking championship this weekend. Come support the Blue Wave. I don't know who the fuck we're playing, but there's some fucking scrubs. I forgot their name. We're going to wipe the floor. Score prediction. I'm the official athletic director of Darien High School, and I say 82 to nothing final score. Hey, you know what, Chris? That sounds pretty damn good. <laughs> that sounds pretty damn good. We had a, <clears throat> a media day today, Ooh. and we were uh, uh, discussing mm. our opponent. We're playing the Fairfield Prep, sorry, Bruno, Jesuits. Ew. So, you. <clears throat> um, so, uh, we scrimmaged Fairfield Prep to start the season. Yeah. And now, 15 weeks and one day later, we meet with much higher stakes. Ooh, who won the scrimmage? We did, obviously, right? It was twenty-one nothing us after the first quarter, but a lot has I mean, a lot has changed for both teams. So I mean, if we do what we did, eighty-two nothing, quite literally, would be a, a lower <laughs> lower score than what we were going to do in that scrimmage. So. Well, Kurt, I mean, I was there obviously as director of athletics for Darien Public. Schools, you were there, so yep. I would know better than anyone, probably better than you, for being honest. And I remember <laughs> the meeting we had earlier today, Kurt, because guess what? I was there. You were there. You were there. It was a great time. We had a, we had an unbelievable time. Um, yeah, state championship Saturday, state three p.m. Trumbull it, High School. Is it televised? Can I watch it? It will be televised. I will send the link. To, well, you would have the link I, well, if you're. Tr- yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhetorical but hypothetically, <laughs> yeah, you can you can watch the game, and there is a link available. So okay, send that out. Send that out. Well, yep. Yep. Kurt, put it that'll on your do. as your boss. Put it on your to do list. That's it's front and center on my to do list. Excellent. I keep getting more <laughs> pictures sent my way, Bruno. Oh shit. Oh my god. For context right now, Kurt's cousin is hanging out with Tom Brady. Aunt. Uh, sorry, aunt, whatever. Well, well I call her my dad yeah, yeah. So my cousin Liz is hanging out literally hanging out with Tom Brady, Giselle, and Gronk right now. Must be um, nice. I I'm gonna put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Yep. Because I'm It's disturbing. I'm disturbed. <laughs> um in a lot <laughs> take that as you will. Yep. So Bruno. Mm. With that being said, mm. we, we are our stomachs are full. Yep. We both just ate some dinner. Would you tell the, tell the folks about home what you ate for dinner? Well, if you're a season one listener, you remember <laughs> hashtag Bagel Bite Bruno. That was a triple B uh, delight from season one. Hey, the tri- if I wasn't Chris Manfredonia today, <laughs> I would have been Bagel Bite Bruno back again. That's a lot of B's again. Yep. Bagel Bite Bruno back again. B B B B A back again. Bruno, I. Um, am a frequent flyer mm. of Chipotle. Ooh, Chipotle. Chipotle. Chipotle, as my mom calls it. Mm. No, it's Chipotle, Sandy. <laughs> Chipotle. Sandy. She was like, are you getting Chipotle? <laughs> no. I'm getting Nobody Chipotle. Nobody is, Sandy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, frequent flyer. Bruno, lately, mm. I'm a half chicken, half steak guy. Ooh. We, I, it's a, I've always been straight up chicken. Okay. Always. Well, I, got a little, I felt a little adventurous last time and i don't it's really not adventurous because i like both of those oh. proteins very much yeah. um i don't know it adds this, it adds this little flair you don't know what you're gonna get in every bite so it's it's pretty exciting i didn't even know you could do that i mean i'm a simple guy i have a simple brain i've never even thought of doing a mix i'm always just like i eat steak like i've never <laughs> once been like oh shit maybe both but that's a great fucking both. idea i'm a both rice kind of guy no beans fajita veggies now steak and chicken, and then just real simple lettuce and cheese. Don't give me miss me with the sour cream. Yep. Miss me with the baby food guac. Yep. That's a hot take, I mm. think. Um, but Bruno, here's one more. Here's one more thing about my my little meal. I'm ready. I got this really nice diet coke at Chipotle. Awesome, fantastic. We love it. Okay. Paper straws. 
bruh. Bruno. I this is mean it's me being dramatic, but it's not me being dramatic at the same time. I think it's my least favorite thing on this planet mm. is a paper straw. It can absolutely ruin a drink. Yeah, it hurt. I, it, yeah, sorry. I on. had I, th- I threw it away. I I had like two sips. It got a little soggy. Yeah, fuck that. And I get it. I get it. Save the planet. Save the turtles. I'm a big turtle guy. Mm. Love turtles. But I'm still going to use a plastic straw or a metal straw or something. But I, I just miss me with the paper straws. Yeah, paper straws are fucking terrible. I think my list is number one, LeBron, and number two, paper straws on things I fucking hate most on this goddamn planet. So I'm right yeah. there with you. It's a pretty solid one, yeah. too, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. And also, before we move on, shout out your roommate's boyfriend ordering Chipotle on the couch and then falling asleep, and it got delivered, and it was outside all night. That Correct. It actually, <laughs> I don't know if it – yeah. I don't even know if it ended up getting delivered. Oh, I was no. just taking it back. Oh, no. They ate it. I don't, I don't remember how it got how it happened. But, yes, shout out to my – that was after the Jets game. Oh, yeah. After, yeah. Shout out to my roommate, Mary Beth, <laughs> to her boyfriend, Ryan, who was like, I need Chipotle. And uh, proceeded to order Chipotle, and then immediately fall asleep. <laughs> and then when they when the man called six four times, times. Oh, six, so four, times. six times. Well, I think it was four calls and like two like oh messages through like the Uber Eats or whatever it was. Yikes. And was like, uh, I'm at the door. <laughs> can, can you can you please come to the oh door? And Ryan simply said, No, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. So. Uh, yeah, no Chipotle for Ryan. That Kurt, night. he said, do not disturb. Yeah, he was on <laughs> DND, baby. He was on DND. Uh, Bruno. Right. Yep. I'm, I like this opening segment we oh, have. Yeah. Just, not football right off the bat. Give you a yeah. little taste of what's going on. Quite literally a little taste. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, we came here for a reason. Yep. It's time to get down to business. Yep. Kurt, that was the warm-up. That was the appetizer. This is the main meal. Cue the music. Now. Bang! It's, it's playing. It's play. It's, if it's not, again, I'm interrupting. I no, it's playing <laughs> right now. Motherfucking music. Cue it in three, two, one. Boom! It already was cued. It's. It should have already been playing. I just. I got slightly addicted to saying cue the music. I just wanted to keep it going. But right, Kurt, how about we cue the game right now? <laughs> we're gonna cue it the fuck up, starting with last Thursday night. It always feels like forever ago when we say that shit, like last Thursday night. I mean, it was forever ago, right? And this is a day late, so it feels even later. It does feel even later. Uh, hashtag see you later. Uh, <laughs> you know who the Saints said see you later to? They said see you later to Trevor Simeon because starting this week at quarterback for the Saints was our boy Taysom Hill. And now, Kurt, we had talked about since he signed that weird, unique contract extension for approximately a billion dollars if he plays quarterback and half a billion dollars if he plays whatever the fuck he's playing that's not quarterback. We were like, okay, he's probably going to start soon, right? And people were calling for it because guess what? Trevor Simeon sucks. So, Kurt, you'd, you'd think there wasn't a very high bar for Taysom Hill to clear. And yet, Kurt, in the 27-17 to Cowboys victory, Taysom Hill promptly started and said, sir, let me throw four interceptions against the Cowboys. Just Kurt, atrociously bad. Atrocious. atrocious. Kurt, they I, – I can't even – I can't even put into words – how single-handedly he lost in the game, Kurt. Three interceptions in the last six minutes and 32 seconds of the game, one of them being a pick six. Mind you, the Cowboys won by 10, so that's that's seven of those 10 points right there. Kurt, the Saints outgained Dallas in total yards and won, uh, won the time of possession, Kurt. 
and simply the man said, fuck no, we're not winning this game. I mean, credit to the Cowboys. Zeke was injured, but Tony Pollard had a 58-yard touchdown run. They had the pick six. Michael Gallup had a, a crazy touchdown catch, so they did what they had to do. But, Kurt, if you're the Saints, I mean, I guess you're happy you, like, theoretically could have won if you just threw, like, two picks instead of four. But, I mean, Taysom Hill, like, your, your start after that big contract, not great. Yeah, um, if this is what they're going to get in the future, I think their future might be somewhere else. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. He did He did have um, oh, the yeah, same yeah. injury Russell Wilson got. Right. Um, not to the extent Russ got it, um, right. but it is the mallet finger. But apparently uh, Taysom's going to play through it. Could that make him even worse? I don't know. Named after uh, former Patriots legend Ryan Mallet. Yeah. The Ryan Mallet finger. That's <laughs> yeah. all it is. Ryan Mallet is not in the league anymore, right? That was a long time ago. So. I don't think so. I don't either. think so. I don't think so. Uh, you know who shouldn't be in the league anymore? Oh. Ooh. Anyone playing for the Atlanta Falcons. No. Bruno. No. Don't take that back. There's I, one okay. player. All but, all but two. Kyle Pitts and Corduroy. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Anyway, Bruno, there's three things we can rely on in this world. I'm ready. Death. Yep. Taxes. Yep. And Tom Brady ruining the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. Yep. Uh, Bruno, the Bucks head down to the to the ATL, and they absolutely opened a can of whoop-ass on the Falcons. 30-17, to TB12, four touchdowns in this one, and after an absurdly, absurdly, very odd, very not normal week last week, Chris Godwin, very much back on track. He had 15 receptions for 143 yards. That is a shit ton of receptions and a shit ton of yards. Uh, Gronk caught a couple more touchdowns from the GOAT. Uh, both those guys are looking pretty immortal. Uh, aside from that, uh, on the Atlanta side of things, like we <laughs> kind of just teased, the only relevant players on that entire team are Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson. There's nobody else. Uh, outside of them, they could be the most irrelevant team in the NFL. I was looking through the box score. I don't know anyone. <laughs> I don't know anyone. and I feel like I'm pretty in tune with who's in the league. Yeah. Uh, not for Atlanta. I don't know. Um, Tom Brady, again, Bruno, four touchdowns. He did throw a pick. Um, but I think right now he's running away with the MVP. Yeah, Kurt, he is the certified man in the arena. I think episode four of that today. show came out today behind his four touchdown passes, so that's a great watch if you haven't. Speaking of four, Kurt, Cardinals 33, Bears 22. Kyler Murray returns after being injured and from their bye week. Uh, accounts for four touchdowns for the Cardinals. He runs for two, he throws for two, I think. DeAndre Hopkins came back as well. He was balling out. He caught one of them. James Conner the, caught the other. So Cardinals, uh, or sorry, um, Kyler Murray being responsible for four touchdowns. Kurt, speaking of four, I don't know if I'm just the harbinger of interceptions today, but Andy Dalton threw for four interceptions this game, much like the first game I covered. There's so, a lot of fours going on here. Four. A lot of four. 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 Um, <laughs> a lot of fours. But, no playing golf. <laughs> well, I don't do well, that, people, but if I yeah. do, it'll be a lot of that. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of not playing, uh, the Bears are hoping Andy Dalton never plays for them again. But sadly, uh, Justin Fields continues to be out with injury. So I don't, I haven't seen anything about when he might be back. I mean, obviously their season's on life support. Yeah. He's even still alive. But like, I think if you're the Bears and Bears fans, you want Justin Fields to continue to play. Like, you know, him being able to get experience is only going to be better for the future. So you don't want to rush him back from injury. But at the same time, if you have Andy Dalton throwing four picks out here, uh, not, ain't going to last much longer. No, uh, definitely progressing towards a lost season for Chicago. Um, but this is a time where you want Justin Fields back because these are invaluable reps. Like, yes. you're not going anywhere this year. Yes. Remember when I said that about the Patriots this year? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> idiot. 
Um, anyway, but you're not going. You're not going anywhere this year. So just yep. get the, get him more reps. Get him more playing time. Get him used to playing at NFL speeds. So hopefully he gets back soon, and maybe Chicago can, you know, pull out a win or two. But more more importantly, just get the man some reps. Yep. Bruno, in one of the biggest games this weekend, mm-hmm. one might call it a massive game. Massive. Chargers Bengals. I know two incredibly handsome, mm. smart. Mm. Sexy gentleman mm-hmm. who <laughs> might have picked the Bengals in this game. Oh, Kurt, you, you, you know, had me until that last. <laughs> you know they might they might have done that. <laughs> they might have just wanted uh, to keep everyone on their toes. And you know if we get everything right, it yeah. just it wouldn't be okay. it wouldn't be fair. We're just trying to level the playing field. We play oh, the field. Let's make it level. Okay, we're that. just trying to level it out. Um, but what losers would pick against Justin Herbert? Us, Jeez. us losers. Um, <laughs> Bruno, mm. the Chargers head to Cincinnati, and they put a goddamn beat down on the Bengals. Yeah. Final score, 41-22. Joe Mixon and that Bengals rushing attack has been lethal pretty much for like, mm, like the last month or so. Oh, yeah. But the last ranked, no, I did not stutter, the last ranked Chargers rush defense was up to the task this week. Did Mixon get into the end zone? Yes, he did. But he rushed for like 50 yards on like 13 or 14 attempts. It wasn't – it was not – the rushing attack you thought Cincinnati was going to have this game. Right. Uh, Herbert outplayed Burrow by a mile, and the final score definitely showed that. This was a sneaky, really big game for playoff seeding in the oh, AFC. Yeah. Uh, Chargers entered the game six and five. Bengals were seven and four. Now both teams seven and five. How about that for a little math? How about Los that? Angeles sitting as the five seed. Cincinnati follows them right behind as the six seed. This was a golden, golden opportunity for Cincinnati, but Joe Burrow and the boys missed out on it. Yeah, Kurt. I again, I was pretty convinced the Bengals were going to win this game because the Chargers had yes. been looking like doo doo, and the Bengals had been looking better. We had just talked about the Bengals overcoming their slump, but you know, I guess it's kind of the case of the the whole year for these two teams. They're kind of like losing when you expect them to win and winning when they expect you to lose. But Kurt makes no sense. Talking about winning when people expect you to lose versus winning when people expect you to win. The motherfucking Detroit motherfucking Lions take a said, bow take a bow Kurt how dare you not only doubt us but doubt the god the pick six god Bruno himself who famously has said for weeks the Detroit Lions will be on the pick six until they win a game and he has famously picked the Detroit Lions to win a game for like eight weeks in a row and has lost every game and he famously said this week no more because the Detroit motherfucking Lions said Kurt hold my dick they said first win of the season against those goddamn Vikings who, Kurt, they continue to lose close games just like we know and love. Kurt, Lions 29, Vikings 27. Is this real life? The Lions have won a game. How incredible it, is that? It was also just one of the most electric endings you've ever seen. Right. And so exactly. So the whole game, Kurt, who gives a fuck about the rest of the game? Honestly, it nobody. really is just about nobody. The nobody. <laughs> so I will say the Lions were up 20 to 6 at halftime. Yes, you heard me. The Lions were up 20 to 6 at halftime. Kurt, they were up 23 to 15 going into the fourth quarter. Huh? The Detroit Lions with leads mm-hmm. after the second and third quarter? Kurt, who the fuck cares what else happened? But in classic Lions fashion, they blow the lead. And you have to be thinking when the Vikings take the lead with 152 left, or it was like in the 150 range, you have to be thinking, oh, no. Not, not again. If you're a I Lions fan. For sure, I thought for sure 
because I don't, I mean, I, yeah. we've seen this. We've seen this. We've seen this happen so many times this year with them, Bruno. Right, because we had been talking about how the Lions had been in a lot of games. They just had found miraculous ways to lose, and this would have been a miraculous way to lose. So they go down with a minute fifty on the clock. Jared Goff says, "My girlfriend's hot, and this drive is about to be hotter." He leads the Lions all the way down the field, leading, culminating, finishing, completing, hashtag coming with a fourth and goal with like four seconds left. And Kurt, I don't know what the fuck the Vikings defense was doing because they called a timeout before fourth and goal. They <laughs> came so out of bad. that timeout and they said, we're running the goddamn poop defense right now because they just let Jared Goff, I forget, I think it was, I don't even remember the guy's name. It was the, it was the brother of someone St. who plays Brown, the Packers. Amor St. Yeah, Brown, Amor St. Brown. Yeah, yeah, him. Whoever the fuck, him. Brown, McTown, Poundtown, uh, <laughs> got the game-winning touchdown. And Kurt, guess what's over? Guess. Guess what's winless over? Watch. Winless Hashtag watch. Hashtag winless watch is no more, Kurt, because the, the Detroit watch. motherfucking Lions it's, are on top. Dude, I can't believe it. You even told me. You even <laughs> told, told me you were going to keep that going. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, nah, they're going to blow this game. They're going to blow this game. <laughs> then they literally, they, they partied like it was <laughs> their first win. 1985. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only song I know by them. That's Bowling for Soup, right? Bowling for Soup, baby. What a weird fucking band name. I do. What if I? Oh my god! Imagine if we had to do our things for Bowling for Soup songs. We'd fight no. over number one. <laughs> no, nobody would know what we're talking about. Um, Bowling for Soup songs. Yeah. I don't know give, what's gonna pop just up name here. me one other one. Uh, Springsteen. We got Madonna. Girl. All the bad guys want. Girl. Oh, high school never ends. They didn't do that. Is that? I, High school never ends. Oh, 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 oh. You don't know that song? That's a famous song. So they got okay. two. They got two. All right, all right, all right. That's good. I'll, I'll send them. you the link. I'll send you the link. Oh, please do. Please do. I need to listen to that yep. stat. Um, yep. Not a whole lot of famous <laughs> players playing in this next game. <laughs> <laughs> Similarly to Bowling for Soup, uh, just something you don't really care too much about. Oh, uh, we're talking Dolphins <laughs> Giants, baby. Bruno, oh. It seems like a long time ago we were talking about benching Tua. Yep. The likes of possibly Deshaun Watson in Miami. We're not talking about that anymore, Bruno. No, Miami no. has won five straight after they held off the Giants 20 to 9 on Sunday. And the news got better for the Dolphins because not only did they win their fifth straight to get to six and seven, they have the Jets next weekend. This team could go on a they're on a they're on a bender right now, and they're looking to continue it into New York this week. Uh, Tua and Jalen Waddle, who has just been a home run pick for the Dolphins. Uh, definitely liked him coming out of college. He's been as advertised, if not more, for the Dolphins. Um, they just have great afternoons. Mike, I just burped. Sorry, this is fucking Diet Coke. Bless, got me. Bless me. Mike Glennon, Bruno. That's a name you shouldn't be saying in 2021. He started in place of the injured Daniel Jones. Uh, I think Jones has a neck injury, but he he, didn't, he couldn't go in this one. And uh, not surprisingly, Mike Glennon was very... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 23 of 44. Actually, the fact that they let him throw 44 times is banana land. But 23 of 44, 187 yards in the lost. Classic case of two teams headed in completely different directions as the season comes to a close, Bruno. Yep. And even better for the Giants. I'm pretty sure Glennon is now out, and Brett LeClaire's favorite quarterback of all time, Jake from State Farm, is now starting next week for the Giants. Kirk, did you see that? I did see that, and um, people forget this was not one of my best takes. I, no, oh. not one of my best takes. Oh, but when Jake Fromm was drafted to Buffalo, I said he'd be the starting quarterback over Josh Allen in two years' time. I think I said, "Well, Josh Allen could have been the MVP last year, and he's having another very good year this year." <laughs> so, I was wrong. Oh. 
man of me to admit that. Don't tell Brett LeClaire, yep. the most irrelevant fantasy football player on the face of the earth. People forget. I said, people forget. I said that. I said that. You said it. Um, but yeah, Brett was right. Kurt was wrong. Yeah. I'll, I will burn this tape if anyone ever sends out to Brett. Yeah, we'll cut this part later. That was just for the boys. That's for the boys. Uh, speaking of for the boys, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> FTB. FTB. Fucking as FTB as you can maybe get for a quarterback in the league right now. He's just literally for the boys. Also, he's for his dad in a non-weird way. Great video. <laughs> so not to bury the lead. Eagles beat the Jets 33-18. Gardner Minshew starts for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is out. Great video after the game of Gardner Minshew. Honestly, it was a great video of him being fired up after the game and like hugging the shit out of his dad and getting all fired up. He might have been a little too fired up. I mean, I'm happy he's back starting again. He's come a long way since the Jaguars, and he didn't know if he'd ever start or win a game again or play well. But again, it was the Jets, and it was like after the yep. game. So I don't know. I'm good video, but I was also like, all right, buddy, settle down. Let's Anyways, calm down a bit, yeah. Because I went completely out of order, yes, the Eagles beat the Jets this week. The Jets losing by 15, Kurt, shouldn't really be surprising at this point because it's the Jets. But I will say, the way they did it, kind of hilarious. Kurt. Yes. Yes. Gardner Minshew, again, he was solid on the Jaguars. He had some good moments. Yep. He's not like the best quarterback in the league by any standards. I don't know, top whatever you want to call him. I guess you could say top 32 because he's starting. But Well, he's only starting because of injury, so he might not even be that. But anyways, Kurt, even though he's not even that good, he comes out for the Eagles in his first start, and he leads the Eagles on scoring drives on their first seven drives of the game. Kurt. What the fuck? Uh, you, uh, I would think that's a made-up stat if I don't believe you. Literally. And all of a sudden... You know, Dallas Goddard is fucking catching bombs left and right. He had two touchdowns and 105 yards. Kurt, the Eagles look like a completely different team with this pass-oriented attack. Yes. Which, like, I don't know if we're sitting here saying Jalen Hurts can't throw, but we are saying he's looked pretty good running. I don't know if he's going the Lamar Jackson route. I'm not really sure. But, like, I don't know. The Eagles look very weird just airing it out, and they look kind of good. And, yes, it was the Jets. But they certainly yep. had a lot of good moments. Jake Elliott had four field goals for the Eagles. Uh, and so, you know, they kind of you know did what they wanted against the Jets. I will say the Jets had a preposterous amount of both penalties yes. called against them and calls that didn't go their way. I was pretty sure Robert Sala was going to 1v5 fight every single ref at the same time in the game because he was fucking pissed. So that was, uh, you know, increasingly uh, a sight to see on the Jets sideline for the game. But Kurt, Eagles get another win and the uh, NFC beast flexing its muscles. Yeah. Uh, Robert Saul was pretty mad, but um, we'll get to this later. Maybe he wasn't the most mad AFC East oh. coach. Oh. 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 <laughs> um, Bruno, I'm going to go very quickly to this next game because Noah. there's not a whole lot to talk about. Noah. Jonathan Taylor and the Colts, Bruno. Yep. Those boys from Indianapolis completely dismantled the lowly, 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 lowly Texans on the road. They knocked off Houston 31-0. Jonathan Taylor. They're probably going to be the rushing uh, leader yep. uh, this season. Ran for 150 yards again. Oh, I, that's a little bit rounding up. Two touchdowns. While Carson Wentz was asked to, again, hands at 10 and two. Just don't f it up, my friend. Don't yep. need you. To, don't need you to be perfect this game. Just don't make. Don't make any big mistakes. Sure. He didn't. Did his job. Um, Want to hear some absolutely hilarious things? Some, yes. some funny. Fun, some funny stats. Davis Mills and Tyrod Taylor, two quarterbacks for the price of one, literally, <laughs> um, combined for what was less than 100 yards passing. Mm. And it's not like they threw like three times each. Like they threw the ball and they finished with less than 100 yards passing. Yeah, Kurt, I was going to say, I can't, can't even imagine my starting quarterback throwing for less than 100 yards. Oh, wait, Cam Newton every game last year. 
literally every game. <laughs> you see what I did there? You thought I was saying something else, but I did it. And people forget, <laughs> Mac Jones played a full game last night and threw yeah. for 19 yards. So, that, I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But so, less than 100 yards passing. <laughs> the Texans, as a team, had less than 140 yards total offense. Yeesh. I will say the rushing leader yesterday for them, Rex Burkhead. The reception leader yesterday, Brandon Cooks. How do those sloppy wow. seconds feel down there? Sexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy. That's such a joke. This Colts <laughs> defense does look legit. Ground game firing on, on all cylinders. Yeah. Really good offensive line. So the next time that we see Patriots football, we'll be in Indianapolis. Well, we won't be there. But the Patriots will be in Indianapolis Yep. against a very, very hot Colts team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a game to see, Kurt. We were talking about this being uh, the stretch that defines our season of Bills, Colts, Bills in, a, in four weeks with the bye this week, obviously. So yep. we shall see how that goes. We shall. Uh, Kurt, in this next game, as many affectionately refer to it as the Jack Del Rio Revenge Bowl, uh, the Washington football team, uh, their defense headed by Jack Del Rio, uh, got revenge on the Raiders for firing him all those The Raiders. They get the 17 to 15 victory. Kurt, much like your last game, not a whole lot to say about this game. The coolest story by far for the Washington football team. They literally signed new kicker Brian Johnson five days ago. All he does is come into this game and hit a 48-yard game-winning field goal. So that's, that's a cool it. story for that's him. All. That's all for him. I will also say, did you see the um, the hubbubaloo hubba or the brouhaha about the Logan Thomas injury and the yes. block and all that sort of stuff? Yes. I Kurt, I don't know the football terms, but it was like he was – he was going low for a block, and the guy went lower to avoid it yes. or some shit like that. And uh, Logan Thomas, who has been injured a lot before, I think he tore his like, ACL and MCL, so that's yeah. not good. But, not good. Uh, the only other thing to say, Kurt, is that low-key, I'm saying this very low-key, but low-key, key. your pick to win the NFC Beast Ooh. is now two games back of my pick to win the NFC Beast. And Kurt... The Washington football team and Cowboys, they play each other twice in the next three weeks. Yeah. So, dude, Kurt, low-key. <laughs> low-key, but high-key. Low-key, but high-key. I'm just happy Washington's turned their season around because yes. right now they're in the playoffs. And yeah. I don't know how many games consecutively they, they've won. Maybe four? Something three? Like yeah. Uh, three, maybe? Um, it started with that big win against the Bucks, and they have kind of haven't looked back since. Yeah. So Washington's at least playing competitive football. They're they're in a the, a playoff spot right now in a very oh, yeah. very crowded NFC. So oh, yeah. it's, they've turned their season around, which is awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I still think the Cowboys take care of business. Yeah, me too. Bruno, mm. I have another shitty game to talk about. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you do. I'm you sorry, do. but I do. I just <laughs> it's a clunker. It's a yeah. clunker. The Rams clunker. dismantled yep. the Jacksonville Jaguars, 37 to seven. And even this, even though this game wasn't close in any way, shape, or form, this was exactly what the doctor had ordered for the for the Rams. Uh, the Rams had lost three straight games before this. So uh, Matt Stafford and Sony Michelle, yes, Bruno, Sony Michelle, that Sony Michelle um, <laughs> led the way for the Rams in this in this blowout victory. Uh, in your weekly, holy shit, Cooper Cup stat line, Bruno. Yeah. He had eight receptions for 129 yards and a score. I know I've said this at probably four or five different times throughout the course of the season. Cooper Cup is insane. Oh, yeah. He is insane. Um, speaking similar, similarly of how I do with the Texans, the Jaguars turned the ball over a couple times and finished with less than 200 total <laughs> yards and, on offense. And Trevor Lawrence, man, I know, I know he's going to be 
Mm, nope, I can't even say that. I know he's talented. Yes. He does he deserved to be the number one pick. I don't know if he's ever gonna get gonna get his career off the ground. The Jaguars look like they're not even three years away from competing. Like this it's that bad. Yeah, not in Yakety Saxon though, Kurt. Certainly not there. No bueno. No bueno. Kurt. Well, a serious question though. Yep. Does Urban Meyer leave after this year? Kurt. Fired or leave? Well, Kurt, here's the thing. I remember when that whole uh, he fingered that woman's butthole <laughs> on the dance floor story came out. I mean, Kurt, it was pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, when he, that old... <laughs> he was getting thrust on. <laughs> when that story came out, I was... And then he subsequently ditched his team. Or no, that, sorry. That was right after he ditched his team after the game and took a plane by himself to go party instead of flying back yep. to his team. Everybody was saying he's getting fired for sure. So yep. if he can survive that, yes. I don't know. I mean, I guess it. I guess it depends on how they play the rest of the season. But like... I don't think any of us were expecting Urban Meyer to get in there and immediately go like, you know, shit, 17 games, 10 and 7, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I no, no one but expected that. I think we all were expecting better than we're seeing. So I guess it, it, we're going to have to see the season as a whole. I would yes. say he probably stays because I think if the owner stuck by him after that scandal, it's like you're going to ride out with him at least give him another year to like yeah. have an offseason. But uh, certainly don't, they don't look good right now. Kurt. No. Certainly don't look good no. right now. Kurt, Hanukkah may be over, but... Oh. I was given one last fucking sexy Hanukkah gift. Courtesy. Yeah, you were. Courtesy. Kurt Issy of the mm -hmm. Baltimore Ravens. Kurt. Yeah, damn right you were. Kurt. The. Well, courtesy Baltimore. more of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, true. I guess it depends how you look at it. But, Kurt, the Patriots are playing well, obviously. We're going to get to their game later. They're they doing their thing. They're they winning are. games. Yep. But, Kurt, we had some ground to make up. And coming into this week, we were the two seed in the uh, AFC, mm -hmm. and the one seed was the Ravens. Mm -hmm. And so, logically, uh, to keep that one seed, the Ravens had to win. And logically, they had to beat a shitty Steelers team with Big Ben looking like a walking corpse and their team looking like fucking ass. And logically, the Ravens did not win the game, Kurt. Because no, they did not. They lost a 20-19 to absolute gross game where basically the first three quarters were straight tarsh. Lamar Jackson still throwing questionable interceptions, not yep. looking like himself, looking like he has no confidence. Mm -hmm. I will say the Baltimore offensive line is hilariously bad. Lamar Jackson has been sacked like seven times in like eight games in a row or not, yeah. not quite, but something like that. So there's that. But basically gross game for three quarters. Fourth quarter, there's 26 combined points. The Steelers take the lead 20 to 13 with 148 left. And they had a two point conversion that got them from 18 to 20. And that was huge, Kurt. Why massive, was that huge? Massive. May you ask? Kurt? Because the Ravens did what is always seems to happen in these close games. They came all the way back in a two-minute drive and scored a touchdown. And uh, people forget, a touchdown is only six points. You either kick the PAT or you go for two to get the seventh or eighth, depending on what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. They're down 20 to 19. Kurt, they decide to go for two instead of kicking the PAT with Mr. Clutch, Mr. Automatic, Justin Tucker as their kicker. Uh-huh. Quite simply, Lamar Jackson whiffs the fuck out of the throw to Mark Andrews. And they don't get the two-point conversion. They subsequently lose. So TJ Watt, TJ Watt, right in Lamar's grill. Couldn't get off. Couldn't get off True. the pass. I mean, but he should still have completed the pass. Like, right. was TJ Watt there? Yes. But then he goes to like this sidearm arm yeah. slot, and then just Bullshit. Mark Andrews gets fingertips on it. I, I bet Mark Andrews would say he should have caught it, but that would have been a really tough catch. Yeah. And again, he was like basically wide open, or he was also like a foot away from the end zone. So yeah. if he caught it, it they, would have been a surefire touch or a two point conversion. I mean, so that's one of those instances for John Harbaugh where it's like 
if you get it, you're a genius. If you yes. don't get it, you're a you're loser. You're a fucking fool. Yes. And so, Kurt, I will say after the game, so the Ravens have had a ton of injuries in general this season. They've been really snake-bitten with injuries. They also lost Marlon Humphrey and, like, all of their cornerbacks, not quarter, <laughs> yeah. cornerbacks. So yeah. they said after the game they were not going to go to overtime because if they had to play defense, they would literally have had no healthy cornerbacks. So, like, I guess. But at the same time, if you're going to gamble, Kurt, don't you take the surefire PAT with Justin Tucker and I gamble would. you get the ball first and just score a touchdown? I would have, yeah. I would have kicked know? it. So uh, the Patriots said, thanks for keeping the throne warm, bitch. We're on top now. We're, thank you very, very much. Yep. Bruno, a team that we're used to seeing being on top that hasn't been very much this year. The Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Nobody in the entire NFL needed to win more than the Seattle Seahawks. And they got it, Bruno. They mm-hmm. goddamn got it this week Fucking when they beat the it. San Francisco 49ers 30-23. to Came down to the final play of the game. Very similarly yeah. to how you just described, described the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. Yep. Um, we're talking fourth and goal. Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo's pass fell incomplete and the celebration was on for Seattle. Woohoo! We're four and eight. Woohoo! <laughs> Roasted. No, I mean it is, it is what it is. I still think it's Pete Carroll's last year there. Um, Russell Wilson did have his best game since returning from his mallet finger. Shout out Ryan Mallet. Shout out. Uh, Ryan he Mallet. threw a pair of touchdowns in the win. Was it the quintessential Russell Wilson that we've seen over the last couple of years? Still no. Um, but this was this was better. A step in the right direction for them against a 49ers team that was in the playoffs, and I they still are. I think as of right now. But this was a game that I think a lot of people, if we had picked it in the pick six, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but I definitely would have taken San Francisco. Um, Jimmy G did throw two touchdowns in this one, but he also, on on the flippity flop, he had two interceptions. George Kittle was a goddamn monster. It was nice to see because he's been dealing with some injury stuff this year, but he was back in in rare form. Uh, He had 181 receiving yards and two touchdowns, but at the end, the the poor man could not do it himself, and uh, they can't get a big divisional win on the road. Seahawks take this one at... I don't think it's called CenturyLink Field anymore, but out there in the in SoFi Seattle. Stadium. Oh wait, no, that's no, that's, that's no, that's Los wait. Angeles. Oh fuck! <laughs> my okay, brain just out there, to yell out there, that. out there, out there. <laughs> Everything is west in my brain. Yep. Everything is fucking west. Yep. Uh, Kurt, speaking of west, in this last non-Patriots game, we got an AFC West Sunday Night Showdown. We had the Chiefs and the Broncos. Kurt, uh, imagine picking the Broncos to win this game. Again, your <laughs> weekly couldn't be me segment of the uh, podcast. Quite literally, couldn't um, be me. Couldn't be me. Um, Kurt, so the Chiefs win 22-9. to nine. Kurt, maybe I'm just being a hater. Fucking suck my dick. I don't care if I am being a hater. I will say, the Chiefs want to have earned some respect. But, Kurt, at the same time, at the same goddamn time, their respect is quite simply given and not earned. Kurt, and mm-hmm. let me tell you why. They get a win they needed to have, right? And they're on a winning streak, too. Not as long as the Patriots, but they're on a winning streak, too. So good for them. Yep. Kurt, they won 22-9. to They were at home. And the story of their game was their defense, right? They had three fourth down stops, three turnovers, and one of them was a pick six, right? So, again, impressive stats. But, Kurt, let's examine a little more closely, shall we? Zoom in. Zoom in. The Chiefs only scored 16 or 15. I Maybe there's a mixed extra point. I, I forget if I just yep. did my math wrong. Not a math guy. They only scored, we'll go with 15. They only scored 15 offensive points against the Broncos. Yeah, at home, Kurt. This isn't in Denver where you can say there's wonky altitude and shit like that. This was at Arrowhead Stadium in yeah. a Sunday night game that Patrick Mahomes, is, he's played in the Super Bowl. So he's not going to get intimidated by a Sunday no. night game. Kurt, only scoring 15 points against the Broncos, quite simply consider me not impressed. Patrick Mahomes, 
less than 200 yards passing. Kurt, he had Indy 100 yards passing. I didn't even give him the dignity of putting the total because that's fucking pathetic. Imagine your starting quarterback not even throwing for 200 yards, Kurt. Could it be us? Kurt, literally could not be us. So that was disgusting. He throws another pick. Yep. Good thing Lamar Jackson's playing this year because if not, people would be shitting on Mahomes for all these picks left and right. Yes. So, yes, their defense played well. I will say the Broncos had the most pathetic game plan of all time. They could do nothing right until garbage time. So Chiefs defense, I'm going to give them some respect for them playing well, but yeah. they haven't earned it because the difference between the Patriots and the Chiefs right now is how the wins have looked like in our respective winning streaks. You're right. Until this latest game from the Patriots, Kurt, which mm. leads us right into the game last night in Buffalo. Bruno, I need my CBS music cue. Cue the motherfucking music. Bitch, right now! Oh, well, there was. You You heard it right there. That, that, you couldn't, Bruno, great great segue into that. that bitch. Thank you. I tried. Bruno. Oh. Oh, how are you feeling? How are we feeling? I'm feeling like we're number one. Well, you're feeling correctly because mm. we are. We. Mm. <laughs> this. <laughs> I. I was thinking in, my, in the shower this morning because that's when I think of all my fun thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, I remember being on the phone with Stats Guy mm. immediately after the Dallas game. Yep. Which he lost in overtime. Which I was at. I was there. You, you were there. Yep. Um, and I remember saying verbatim to her, I'm so sick of having a Patriots podcast when they suck. Well... <laughs> I guess I just need to shit talk them a little bit yeah. because they took that personally yep. and they've rattled off seven straight wins. This has been, this has been, okay. You're going to think this is a hot take. Are you, I don't know if I'm ready. I, I think I know where you're going. I don't know. If you, but, I don't know. If, okay. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but it's going to be a hot take. I think for a lot of people, this has been the most fun I've had watching a Patriots football season I think in my entire life. I knew that's where you're going, for the record. Okay, I'm proud of you. Um, <laughs> when we had Tom Brady and when we had this those juggernaut teams, uh, whether you want to 07, 2010, uh, 2014, 20, 2016, 2018, um, you kind of just knew the Patriots were going to go out there and win 12 to 14 games every regular season and their real season started in the AFC championship game. And that sounds annoying and that sounds boastful, but that's quite simply just how it was mm -hmm. this last year um, with the Cam Newton year, the seven and nine year, the COVID year. Um, obviously it wasn't fun. It was a, it was a reset year and it was a, it was a rebuild, a full rebuild and Bill Belichick <laughs> Has turned it around in less than a year, Bruno. I, I'm not very smart, but I can't remember something <laughs> like this happening anywhere else in the league that fast. Can you? Yes. No, Kurt. I can't. And just to piggyback, because I know we're gonna break down the X's and O's, but I want to just put my two cents in. That's a fantastic point from you, Kurt. Because not only is it 
it's we're not assuming we're going to win every game, which is what we kind of grew up doing, Kurt. But also, back in those other Patriot days, I don't want to say it was like we won the same way every time, but it's like we had Tom Brady. It was consistent. We kind of knew what we were getting from Brady, which we're not complaining about. No. Like, obviously, we're no. not complaining about that. No. But, Kurt, this winning streak has come in so many different ways, and this team this year is finding so many different ways to win. That's why it's so exciting, because not only, again, did we just go through last year where it was like, oh, God, that's a train wreck, yeah. but now we're turning our season around seven games in a row, winning different ga- d- different ways, and Kurt, this uh, this way we just won was something you and I have literally never seen. <laughs> Bruno, it's something we've never seen. It's something I don't believe we will ever see yeah. again. <laughs> this This game was just drunk and (laughs) i i had known and um that the weather was going to be bad shout out broadfield weather uh had given given me the info on that um i don't think it looked i don't think he knew it was going to look like the apocalypse before the game because (laughs) some of those videos all pre-game were quite literally unbelievable like i had to watch them multiple times to make sure that they were real and not edited yeah kurt that video you sent to the group of pft's video on twitter of him kicking the buffalo kicker tyler bass bass whatever all about that fucking ass <laughs> kicking the ball into the wind I, that video was hilarious because it was like a 34 yard field goal maybe pft was just joking no that's his thing that, but it no, was like a seriously okay so it was like a seriously like a 34 yard field goal it made it 15 yards maybe straight towards the goalpost and then it literally just died and went like backwards it was insane it was unlike unlike anything i've ever seen yeah it was like the billy cundiff field goal that he missed against the patriots uh but the other direction and the wind blowing it back 10 yards that like yeah i again just simply unbelievable and then like there were guys in the uh parking lot who like were literally getting blown away in the parking lot like (laughs) Uh, I had a couple people at the game who I know, and they said, and they're like crazy Buffalo people, so like they're used to extreme conditions. They said it was the most miserable game they've ever oh been at. at. Like starting in the like the pregame, like outside right. tailgating, like it was just it was no fun. And those oh people are God. missing some screws up there, so you know it had to have been pretty bad. Um, sure. But with that being said, when this game started. And the Patriots ran three straight plays, and they went three and out. I was like, <laughs> "Okie dokie." Um, okay. I did. I did kind of have um, in the back of my head. So basically, let's 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 lay this out. The Patriots were going into the wind for the first and the third quarter, so they had the wind at their back in the second and the fourth quarter. So I was very happy about that because I was like, "Okay, right before the half and." before the end of the game when it really kind of matters, the Patriots will have the wind at their back. So I was thinking like, okay, get through the first quarter down a score. You know, just keep the game close in the first quarter. And then you can throw the ball in the second and fourth quarter. (laughs) What a fucking concept. (laughs) (laughs) Jump. Um, So, you know, they come out and they – oh, shit. They come out and uh, they go three and out. And then Buffalo ends up – I think they – maybe got a – no, they went three and out as well. Um, And the Patriots – get the ball back, and I'm like, well, they're probably going to run, you know, a couple more times here. But then all they did was run and <laughs> run and run and uh, run again. And, Bruno, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. I've changed. I've I've uh, changed my opinion on this, I think, since since last night. I was tweeting some, some mean things about the Patriots. I was saying, like, 
They're playing scared, and when you play scared, you lose. Um, I do think they played incredibly conservatively. But I think huh, it was Bill Belichick's arrogance almost that was like, I'm going to prove to you I can beat you quite literally without fucking throwing. And uh, I'll still I'll still beat you on the road. And you're supposed to be this mighty macho Buffalo team that's going to rule the division for the next 10 years. And Bill's like, yeah? Nah. Watch me not use a quarterback. <laughs> so um, the Patriots end up getting a Damian Harris 64-yard touchdown um, on like a, that crack toss uh, play to the left. And Bruno, I, the Patriots ended up running the ball. <clears throat> Let's see. I have this team stats here. Um Rushes, 46 rushes for 222 yards. Okay, that's about five yards per rush. They had eight rushes that went backwards for negative 18 yards, so they were like stuffed eight times, and they took three knees, like kneel downs. So if you take that away. Give me the updated stats. If you you take that away, uh, that is – 11 few rushes, so 35 rushes <laughs> for 234 yards. Damn. Bruno, Buffalo knew the Patriots were running the ball, and the Patriots almost averaged six and a half yards a carry. Holy shit. So, round of applause. The Patriots' offensive line played bully ball last night. Oh. And what was so amazing is Buffalo lit- – Bruno – it's like when you play Madden and you know the other person is going to run <laughs> and you put on field goal block. <laughs> That's what it was like on every – That was like that was what it was like on every single play. No bullshit. Buffalo had 10 guys, sometimes all 11, within five <laughs> yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It was unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um, oh, yeah. I've kind of been doing this thing recently. I like listening to Mike Soshi. Oh. Um, Sochi, I mean, I don't know why I said Sochi. I'm looking yeah. at Sochi, Russia, like the uh, Bob, Olympics. Bob Sochi and uh, <laughs> Scott Zolak, the Patriots radio guys, um, as the game is going on because they're just way better than anyone else on um, on TV. Right. And Scott Zolak literally said at one point, he's like, they have a nine-man front. Like, <laughs> And then I was like, he's right. They have nine people at the line of scrimmage. And it, Bruno, I, Abby kind of calls me Teresa Caputo sometimes. For those who don't know who that is, that's a she's the Long Island medium. Like she knows what's going to happen before it happens. Got it. I was saying it was the third and five play. It was the Damian Harris run that put the Patriots on top. Yeah. I said I was like, before the play happened, I said if the Patriots can somehow get to the second level, it's a touchdown because because there's nobody there. <laughs> there's no one there. If you can get past that first initial yep. line. That wave of defenders, you're gone. And as I was saying it, Damian Harris was gone. Um, (laughs) And then, Bruno, because we were going into the wind, Bill Belichick said, extra point? Nah. Fuck it. Nah, fam. Don't want it. Ran the same exact crack, (laughs) the same exact crack (laughs) toss play to the left to Brandon Bolden. Got the two-point conversion. Bruno, the fact that we converted that changed the game. Oh, yeah, literally. It yeah. changed the entire complexion of the game. Um, so something that seemed so meaningless and so small early in this game uh, 
really was a huge difference maker as we went on. Bruno, what was your initial thoughts when the Patriots went up? When we went up, I thought we broke their backs because, like, like you had talked about, we came out and we just said we're going to run it fucking one million times in a row. I don't know the actual stat. I think the longest consecutive, because there were three passes. Spoiler alert, there were three passes. There were. The longest consecutive was like something like 30, 25, 27. It was something absolutely insane. And so, again, I was like, we just did all that, and they're fresh at the start of the game, and they're fired up at the start of the game, and then we break through for the 64-yard touchdown. I was like, holy shit, we're about to fucking do the damn thing. Yeah, I was like, we, we got them. I was like, we got them on the ropes. Yeah. Um, and I will say this. The Bills ended up scoring 10 points in this game. All ten of the, all ten of those points were handed to them. Also true. Now, when the Patriots up eight nothing, that was a nice sigh in sequence there. <laughs> that was a well, well synced up sigh. <laughs> Bill Belichick, who is the goat, the greatest coach of all time, an evil genius, the mastermind. For some reason, Bill had a brain fart, and he is like. That bust of a first-round pick, Nikhil Harry. You know that guy? Fuck that guy. The glorified third-string tight end that we have on our team. Let's put his fat ass back there to return punts <laughs> in the 50-mile-an-hour wind. That's what we're going to do tonight. Gunnar Olszewski, the all-pro punt returner, he can block for him. That's what we're going to do. So, naturally, Nikhil uh, goes to field a punt, slips a little bit, can't decide if he wants to field the punt, Tries to feel the punt, slips again. Ball hits his face mask. Bills recover at the 10-yard line. Next play, Bills score a touchdown. So. So avoidable. Literally so, so avoidable. avoidable. And we ha- we handed them seven points. And I was like, okay, that could come back to royally bite us yeah. in the ass. And, and I was furious. Me too. The Patriots ended up scoring a field goal somewhere else in the first half to get to um, 11. So it was 11 to 7. Um, again, because the Patriots were able to get that two-point conversion, that made it a like, so the B- Buffalo needed a touchdown, which was a huge difference in that in the game because if you were with the wind, you 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 could kick a field goal, you might have made it from seventy yards, but yeah. the other direction kicking was almost impossible. We saw that yeah. later in the game in the fourth quarter, Buffalo was going into the wind. They tried for a field goal, Bruno. What happened? Uh, simply no. Simply just simply no. <laughs> what is so unbelievable to me too, Bruno, is that. I think Bill Belichick has a lot of respect for Josh Allen. But he was so comfortable with his defense. Like, I think that was part of the reason the Patriots ran the ball so much. I think Bill Belichick was like, if we can run the ball and we – it's not often you score 14 points and you win a game in the NFL. And I know the win played a factor. But I think Belichick was so comfortable with his defense. He's like, offense, at least if you run the ball, there's there's less of a chance that anything goes wrong. You can throw a pick when you throw the ball. You could have a strip sack. You could do whatever. Bad things can happen when you when you throw the ball. Great things can happen too. But last night was uh, an outlier. Last last night the weather was just so bad. So Bill's right. like, we're going to run the ball. They're going to know it's coming, and we're still going to run the ball. I have faith that our defense can get the stops that it needs to. And credit to credit to the Patriots' defense, they got those stops. Um, oh, yeah. Again, the only other time Buffalo scored um, was that it was a field goal with the wind. Yep. And they had a bullshit call on Miles Bryant. Yes, so bad. It would have been fourth and one. And Buffalo would have, would have gone for it. But a fourth and one, and they said that Miles Bryant hit Josh Allen out of bounds and gave him a 15-yard penalty and automatic first down. Buffalo gets a field goal in the drive. 
Bruno, you you with your one eye, could you see that he was still Josh Allen was extending to try to get a first down. What is Miles Bryant supposed to do? Let him go? No. No. What I don't what what was your take on that play? My take on that play was uh the NFL clearly is a bunch of rigged fuckheads and they were like a little home cooking for the bills get him back in this game you know what they fucking were the fucking buffalo wildlings tripping that player to send the game to overtime that's what the fucking shenanigans they were doing yeah it, it kind of felt like that bruno it yep. kind of felt like that but um buff i will say this the patriots had negative 10 rushing yards in the fourth quarter so bill belichick <laughs> was like um we're still gonna run the ball regardless uh, and yikes. even though it's not gonna work our defense is still gonna get the stops it needs yeah. now I want I want your take on this because in the final sequence of the game, first off, Dawson Knox, who's been awesome all season, really fucking cost Buffalo. Uh, yesterday he had a couple drops, yep. a couple plays that Adrian Phillips did a nice job knocking the ball out of his That one in the end zone? Yep. Yes. Um, so Phillips made a couple nice plays, but Dawson Knox, if you ask him if he should have caught some of those balls, yes, he should have caught some of those balls. Fair. But he had a, a massive false start penalty when Buffalo was like on the yes. six-yard line. Yes. And then um, – we ended up sacking Josh Allen at yep. one point, and they had the, the so they're they're scrambling at this point, and on a fourth down where Buffalo needs a touchdown at the end of the game, Bill Belichick played z- cover zero. It was very similar to the boogeyman back in the day. Everyone up at the line, and he blitzed the shit. He sent um, Phillips went out of the game, so they sent this guy Davis, who got pulled up from the practice squad, sent him on a blitz, sent Devin McCourty on a blitz. So we had too many guys for them to block. So Josh Allen was going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. They had three – the uh, Bills had three receivers on the route. And Miles Bryant ends up peeling off Cole Beasley. He's reading Josh Allen's eyes, who was going for – I don't know who it was, but he was, go- he was targeting Jalen Mills, like right. that direction. Miles Bryant comes off that Cole Beasley route, knocks the ball down, Patriots win. Do you think – do you think that play call was a sign of respect for Josh Allen or to get him have him get rid of the ball quickly? Or do you think it was more, um, I don't think you can complete this pass. I'm going to blitz the shit out of you and leave only three guys in coverage. I'm not sure which of those I align more closely with. I guess I just feel like it was classic Bill Belichick preparing his guys to do all sorts of things on defense and saying, you know what? We haven't shown you this look. I don't know if they played how much of it they played in the game. Maybe that was the first time. That was all the game. first time they did cover zero all game. Right. And if we're going to be honest here, Kurt, that's a desperate must have fourth down play for the Bills game on the line, all the stress. That's just classic Bill Belichick to be like, we're going to pull out something completely uncomfortable for you. We haven't shown you it all game. You haven't even thought about it all game. And now you're going to have to deal with it in the moment on a crucial fourth down. It just felt like it was just a tactic that he used to perfection. Yeah, and the, the euphoria of Bill hugging Steve Belichick right oh, after yeah. the play. I was like, we did it. Like, <laughs> we fucking did it. We went into Buffalo in the worst conditions imaginable, and we pulled off a win. And, Bruno, this game, obviously we know how big it was. Here's here's a couple, a couple statistics for mm. you, okay? Mm. Well, it's not a statistic. It was actually a tweet that I found. So. Okay. This win put the Patriots in the driver's seat in the AFC East and gave them by far the best chance to clinch home field advantage as the AFC's top seed. They put that at 46.1% per FPI. This was a huge leverage game for the Patriots. Had they lost, their FPI chances to win the division would have been just 15.5% with an 8.5% chance to clinch home field advantage. That I mean, going from 46.1 to 8.5, that's how big of a game this was. The Patriots now have a week 14 bye to rest up for the stretch run. This was a monumental win. And again, 
I I think that game in two weeks against Buffalo again will prove to be big because Buffalo is still in it. Like they are still very, very much in the thick of this. However, this leads me to my final point, Bruno. I'm ready. The way that Buffalo reacted after losing that game last night. Classless. I think, I think Bill Belichick took their soul. (laughs) Tasteless. They're dead. They're fucking dead. I think Bill Belichick just ruined another franchise. Oh yeah. I'm not even being dramatic with you. Like, he, Bill Belichick ruined the Atlanta Falcons to this day. He, he ruined them. And even the Rams for a while. Remember the Rams struggled? Oh, yeah. Bill Belichick, that game plan, ruined the Rams for a couple years. Wait, do you know that meme of the Grim Reaper knocking on the different doors? Yeah. All the bodies he's killed? Put Bill Belichick's face on it and line the teams up, baby. Yeah, line the <laughs> Buffalo Bills up. Because I, Bruno, the amount of real estate that the New England Patriots own in all of Buffalo is priceless. It's priceless. Priceless, Bruno. This wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't supposed to happen like this. Buffalo won the AFC East last year, and they no longer had to look at Bill Belichick and Tom Brady anymore and be like, those two fuckers are gone. Like We don't have to deal with them for a long, long time. Well, now this big-eared, 23-year-old, <laughs> dopey-looking quarterback and Bill Belichick are holding hands and skipping up to Buffalo and being like, yeah, you thought, bitches. You thought. Bruno, it wasn't supposed to happen like this in less than a year. The Patriots went from irrelevant to back on top. And after the game, <laughs> after the game, Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, showed his true colors. He actually, he actually showed them for the majority of the game. That man runs hot, Bruno. Oh, yeah. He it's just so different the 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 way the, pay, the Bill Belichick is versus Sean McDermott. Like you've seen those clips when Bill Belichick uh when the Patriots scores a touchdown and Bill Belichick literally just stands there and doesn't he's emotionless. <laughs> yeah. There's no fist pump, there's no high five, there's just Bill looking all yep. like longingly into this the night. Oh, um yeah. and then there's Sean McDermott who like it humping everybody and just like <laughs> smacking ass and just doing doing Sean McDermott things. After the game, Sean McDermott said not to give too much credit to Bill Belichick for this game. So that was me equating it to Sean McDermott saying, Let's not give Bill Belichick too much credit here because I coached a good game too. My players just lost the game. That's that's what Sean McDermott I think was saying in this game. And I think that goes a long way into being really annoyed, like your players being really annoyed with you. I have never, ever, 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 as in all my time of being a Patriots fan, heard Bill Belichick blame a player or the players plural for a loss. Oh yeah, he's a player. He said Bill Belichick's always said players win games, coaches lose them. Yep. Sean McDermott says, "Nah, fam, couldn't be me. Y'all, oh. y'all lost this game, like to his players." Yikes. Um. He also took a dig at Bill Belichick for putting Nikhil Harry back there for a punt. Well, warranted. Again, <laughs> that one's fair. Fair, but he's trying to deflect. He goes, yeah. uh, I didn't trust my two punt returners to make that, so I made I wouldn't make that mistake. But while he was he trying to uh, take a dig at Belichick, he also took a dig at two of his punt returners, yeah. and they both responded on Twitter. Very annoyed. So mm. I just think they're um, – oh, and then the safeties – um, yes, dude. Uh, Poyer, uh, Pointer, whatever his name is, and Micah Hyde got pissed off when a reporter said for the first time in 80 years or something, someone yeah. ran 40-plus times and didn't throw the ball. And uh, they asked if it was an embarrassing loss. And Micah Hyde and Pointer got 
so salty. So salty. Yeah, I'll, we're going to remember that. What kind of question is that? It's blah, about blah, blah. respect, It's about respect. Yeah, dude, it was just feed me the bullshit. I was just yeah. – I was like feed me every single piece of this. We broke them. Bruno, They the Buffalo Bills were not supposed to lose this game, and they did. They lost it with Mac Jones throwing three passes. Yeah, Kurt, I, I, you couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. It, just crazy. Again, it just goes to show how fucking much of the goat Bill is. And, you know, the Bills, not Bill, the Bills have a long way to go. Kurt, I do have one final thought for you. We, we did a pretty good draft r- job wrapping up there. We hit on all the points I wanted to make. But I've been thinking about this since the game last night, and I don't know if I've settled, and you don't know what I'm going to say because we didn't do any prep where I told you what I was about to say. Yep. So, Kurt. Hit me. Obviously, it's a great coaching job by Bill Belichick in you know being able to run the ball that effectively, especially when they knew you were going to do it and they were yep. stacking the box, no yep. doubt. However, even though Josh Allen has a rocket arm, we did see him throw the ball somewhat effectively at some points during this game, right? So knowing that it was possible, depending on if they were going into the wind or going not into the wind, right? Yep. Kurt, if Tom Brady was still in the Patriots, would the game plan last night have been the game plan? Because that – and I don't want to say anything, so let's just start there. Um, would the game plan? Yes, the game plan would have been the same. I think there would have been more more passing, um, but I don't think it would have been exponentially more passing. Um, okay. I think so. I did a little bit of statistics, mm. uh, a little bit of research. Two thousand eight, uh, Patriots played in Buffalo to end the season. Matt Castle was the quarterback at the time. <laughs> Shout out. He threw eight passes that game, and the wind was okay. almost as bad. So. I, it's not like the Patriots have like never done this before. Like, I mean, they've never never done it to this extent. But I think Bill's like, well, we just don't like, we don't need it. We do, so why would we even take the risk? You know what I'm saying? So I think if Tom was here, it would have been slightly different, but still run heavy. Okay, because that's a perfectly valid line of reasoning. I guess my thought was, and not that he's not warranted for thinking this, but it could have been taken as a lack of confidence in Mac Jones that we only threw it three times. And the, the, the similarity between him and Matt Castle is the same because Matt Castle, yeah, he had a good year filling in while Brady was out with his ACL. It's Matt Castle. You don't have a lot of confidence in him either, right? So I guess I don't think that Bills like Matt Jones sucks. That's obviously not what I'm saying. I'm just, I was just wondering in my head, like, I think there were more opportunities to throw than three. I'm not saying we had to, but there were. And I was just wondering, like, was it like he was just that confident in the running game? Because like you said, we on plays that we actually ran, we averaged six and a half yards per carry. Or was it like, hey, Mac, no offense, you're still a rookie, blah, blah, blah. I don't really trust you to throw. I, I need, we need to just stick to the game plan because I don't think you can complete a pass. Here's why I will come back at you. Okay, I'm ready. Um, last week versus Tennessee, could the Patriots run the football at all? I, I, Kurt, you can't put me on the spot. Like no, I they, I they <laughs> didn't run the ball well at all. Remember, they, they couldn't run the ball oh, wasn't to the Damian fourth Harris quarter. Out though, or no? No, Damien Harris played, but they couldn't oh. do anything on the ground. They had no success, yeah, yeah. and they they let Mac Jones go five wide. They went empty. They went four yeah, receivers in a true. big game against the number one seed. In Mac Jones' fourth NFL game against Tom Brady in one of the biggest one true. of the biggest NFL games this millennium. They said, it's your fourth game starting. We haven't won a game at home yet. You're going to go out here in the rain and throw 44 passes. And that was, to your point, that was in the rain. That was some adverse windy con- or, uh, weather conditions. So that's Yeah, a good point. so that's I just think, I, I, I mean, 
I don't think they wanted him to go out there and make any rookie mistakes. I mean, that first passage on Smith in the wind, that was a fucking ride watching that thing. Like, <laughs> that a he threw the, threw the ball 10 yards, and it felt like it was in the air forever. And well, he bobbled it no less than 100 times. Yeah, but what a, what a catch. What a catch. He did bobble it, but what a catch. So I think, they've, I think the Patriots have proven over the course okay, of the season fair, fair. that they have the utmost respect and confidence in Mac. I think Bill was just like, I also think, I told you, I think it was some of the arrogance. I think Bill Belichick wanted to not throw the ball and still win and be like, I can beat you without a quarterback because that's the way Bill Belichick is. Yeah. No, okay. That's a good point, Kurt. And again, I I wasn't necessarily saying one way or the other. I was just something that was circulating in my brain, but I forgot all about that fourth game against Brady in the rain. That's a great point. And like you said, I'm a a goldfish at my memory for things. I forget them instantly. So that's a good point that last week we were airing it out all the time. So. I, good and and again, it was kind of funny both seeing Mac Jones be like, "I've never seen a game like this before," and then also Matt Judon being like, "You know, everybody played really well today except Mac. He didn't do anything." Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Mac was standing there listening to him say that. Was, this team seems like it has really good chemistry. Oh yeah, really good chemistry. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's so funny that the Patriots did this this week because the way the Patriots can be such a chameleon and change what they want to do, it wouldn't shock me if against the Colts in two weeks they come out and throw forty times. Like oh yeah that. I, the, the Patriots have proven they can win in so many different ways. Like you mentioned earlier, this team can win running the ball. They can they can win through play action. They can win because they're defense. They can win because they're special teams. That makes you a really, really fucking hard team to beat. Yeah, and Kurt, luckily for us, with this being our bye week, what do we get this week? A little bit of Tom Brady playing for the Patriots because the Bills play the Bucks this week, and we get to root for Tom Brady to beat those pesky Bills and help the Pats once again this week. Bruno, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was something I wanted to talk about, but I had completely forgotten. Oh, so yeah. not only did Bill Belichick break them this week, yep. Tom Brady can snatch their hearts <laughs> next week. Oh, yeah, it's their like, souls. It's like, it's like how it was for 20 years. Belichick <laughs> and Brady just absolutely <laughs> curb-stomping the Bills. Well, it's a little bit different this year. But it's still going to be Belichick and Tom Brady curb stomping the Bills. I think I think the Bucks are going to win that game. Kurt, the more things change, the more they stay the goddamn same. That's what I like to hear, Bruno. What an unbelievable day for the Patriots. What a, like just a, cannot understate what a huge win that was for them. Um, but it's it's time to move on. We're nine and four. We're the number one seed in the AFC, and it's on to the Colts, baby. Onwards and upwards, baby. You know what we're on to next? What the stats guy segment. Boom. Boom. Stats. Oi. What, what up? up? Hello. Hello. Yo. How are we doing? Pip, pip, cheerio. Pat's one, so I'm in a great mood. Classic. Mm. Bougie ratchet. Uh. Carol Baskin. <laughs> um. Killed her. Husband whacked him. That's We're not getting back into that because that is my favorite thing. <laughs> it is. And you say it a lot. And you want to know something is I was listening to a song on the radio today. No, I was on the treadmill last night in my basement, walking on the treadmill, driving alone in my car. Not sure how I got the two confused, but Mm. there's a song that came on when I was watching the Pit Pat game on YouTube TV, or maybe it was in a commercial, I don't really know. But for some reason, I told myself, I'm going to see if I can do the savage dance to this song while I'm walking on the treadmill. Oh, no. (laughs) And while I was about... Four counts into doing the savage dance while I was walking on the treadmill, I looked to my right where there's a large window in the oh, room where my no. thing is, and mm-hmm. I just had the immediate thought. I said, "There is a peeping tom definitely watching me right now," and I Ugh. look 
absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to stop doing this right now before I, one, make a fool out of myself to the hypothetical man staring at me through my dark window and two, so that I don't severely injure myself. Mm. So it had a happy ending. You stopped. I did. And <laughs> I walked while I watched the pa- pats. Pit so, the pitter patters. The pitter patter patriots or mm. as I like to call them, the P-A-T-S pats, 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 mm. which sorry. Um, I recently ran the Manchester road race because according to Oprah, she's an athlete. And I uh, was running by someone who was in their yard, and this person was, like, looking at the runners, tossing footballs, and then they were, like, tossing them back. They all had Jets jerseys on in their, in their front yards. You, you boys would have been so proud of me. I'm jogging by. I'm being an athlete. And I mm. looked at them. They're passing footballs into the crowd. And I went, P-A-T-S, pass, pass, Running shoulder to shoulder. I had an audience, and I seized the moment. That's how you back. normally are, though. You're like that. Yeah, and then I think about it after, and I'm like, stats boy, don't do that. Um, I got a lot of laughs. Stats boy! I got a lot of laughs from the people in front of me. Fuck yeah. Fuck I yeah, baby. Okay, so diving right in after the two tangents we've already been on. Mm. Is there anything of note from yesterday's game that you guys the might wind. okay so sometimes when i ask people to guess things it's more fun if you guess the wrong things a couple times before <laughs> i actually tell you uh the sun <laughs> nailed it um, the the beer being sold uh, yeah Buffalo the wings. beer the wings the bill belichick's hoodie the hoodie that was not cut off by the way no he was cold and it was kind of it looked because of the wind yeah, the wind. Don't the want wind. his forearms getting. Don't want the hairs on his forearms so to be blown off. So back to the wind. What about the wind? Well, I was thinking about the weather because um, co-host Kurt Field um, tried asking me earlier this morning what my stat was going to be about, and I said, "You know how this works. I tell you when I'm on the air." And you said, "Can I guess? Is it about the p- fact that the Pats only threw three times yesterday and they still won?" And I said, "No, it's not football related." So then I just told you to guess, and you said the wind. So. Am I right? You're correct. I'm talking yep. about the weather today. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We should have brought Bradfield Weather on for this as a guest. We could have, uh, but, but we didn't. We simply uh, didn't. And I think it's time that, you know, we might pass the torch on to Connecticut's next best meteorologist, which is Stats Boy. boy. Stats Boy Weather. <laughs> Has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Um, so SBW. Obviously, because of Bill Belichick's arms, which is how we tell the temperature up here in the north. Okay. Um, it was cold like it. yesterday. Yep. True. Yeah, really, really cold. We saw a lot of the pregame videos, the goalposts, which are one of my favorite pieces of football equipment, as longtime listeners know here. Shaking about, shaking in her boots, dancing, absolutely doing the savage dance across the field one might say they were literally throwing it back they were tossing that ass (laughs) um (laughs) long story short it was cold um and windy because cold doesn't make their ass move no it doesn't and i think i saw that it was like 29 degrees Celsius. for some reason that doesn't sound cold enough yeah it was 29 celsius (laughs) <laughs> that was, is i think it was really 33 <laughs> i think it was 33 yesterday it wasn't that cold it was the wind 
Oh, well, also the blizzard. Yeah, pregame blizzard. We love that. Which Shout out to Eric Queen. I might make myself sound stupid, or I might <laughs> fact check. If it was 33 degrees, wouldn't have we not have had snow? How come, it was 30, how come it was 35 degrees at the Patriots-Titans game, but it snowed the entire game? Well, Kurt, ask your well, dad. Because of Bradfield <laughs> weather, sometimes the atmospheric temperature is different than temperature at the ground. Mm-hmm. So that can be part of the reason that it snows, but it doesn't accumulate on the ground. I hope you find your dad. Did I just I just I just did. <laughs> Uh, because I simply feel like that was a stat. Anyways, um, so I was like, I wonder how this stacks up in comparison to other rough weather games. Stacks. Stacks. <laughs> With stats, boy. <laughs> um, so I looked up. The, the question I did search was, what is the coldest NFL game of all time? Ooh, can I guess the team? Sure. Can we get, yeah, I want to guess the Oh, city. Lambeau, Lambeau Field, Green Bay Packers. That's my guess. Okay. Hmm. I think you're on the right track, Bruno. I'm going to say it was a Vikings game. Okay, so I can tell you one of the teams that was playing, and I don't know if they're playing against the Vikings or Green Bay, but I will say that it does have to do with one of my favorite teams of all time. The Bengals, baby! <laughs> so who are they playing? Uh, let, me, let me click on this. <laughs> Oh, by the way, this article is from 19, 1937, so it hasn't been updated. Shut up. <laughs> um, no, I what, actually read this it? in two different places. Um, 1982, it was negative nine degrees, and the wind chill made it negative 59. I mean, that's, like, not even real. That's fake. I mean, that's negative 59? Simply what they say when they do vlogs of the people that live in Antarctica for no reason. Do they literally? It's for scientific reasons. Are those <laughs> vlogs? <laughs> Where can yeah, I watch one of those? Like videos of that. Wait, Kurt, you know, those, you know those big ass fucking huge uh, jackets they wear on the sidelines that are completely big? Were they playing the game in those fucking jackets? Probably. You mean in the tents that they wear? <laughs> yeah, yes. probably. The, the robes? <laughs> the fucking robes. Yes. Um, this, you might recognize the name of this game. Um, Snowball. It's called the Freezer Bowl. Fuck. Yeah. Um, it says in this here article, right when I find where I was Don't looking to cite at your it, sources. based on the NBCSports.com, so I'd Ooh. say pretty reliable. Very. Okay, okay. Based on the wind chill, this was the coldest game in league history. The actual temperature was 50 degrees warmer than the wind chill, nicknamed the what? freezer bowl because <laughs> oh, it was oh, negative yeah, nine, but then it was negative 59 wind chill. This AFC championship game was dominated by the home team. Cincinnati defeated San Diego 27 to seven because this is when the Chargers were San Diego. I knew that, <laughs> which makes sense considering temperatures in the California city rarely even reach as low as positive 59 degrees. Or 59 degrees above zero. Yeah. Char- Fahrenheit. <laughs> Chargers Thank you. quarterback Dan Fouts. Oh, my Fouts? God. Dan Fouts, the announcer. Oh, sure. Yeah. Had four turnovers as the Bengals Jeez. advanced to Super Bowl Roman numerals, which they lost <laughs> to the San Francisco 49ers. I th- San six, Fran. Uh, Super Bowl 16. Nice. Makes sense for being in 82. So that was the coldest game of all time. Mm. Now, I can't be stats boy hour if I don't also look Hottest. at the complete alternative. Yeah. Okay, Bruno, do you want to just take over? This is jamming 94.5. <laughs> Hottest game of all time. <laughs> I don't know why. Miami. I, I mean, no. 
if it's oh it's not my California uh, somewhere out there uh, Texas uh, uh, what the fucking ass um fucking no idea. Hot, wait what are some other hot oh Arizona mm-hmm. oh good mm-hmm. was that a, mm-hmm? Mm-hmm. let's good go guess, um anybody want to guess the opponent so Cardinals the Carolina Panthers nope no 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 I take it back they're too they're too new Wait, wait. Should we get? Should we ask? Should we tell her to give us the year first, or is that cheating? Give us the year. Two thousand three, boys. Two thousand three. They played the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they simply didn't. I don't know. But I will been say, fucking it's a dope team. If I got that. It, well, no, no, no. It, that's it, it. No, no. Bruno, guess. No, no. Yeah, I have to guess. Um, New Orleans Saints. No, Fuck. I was gonna say it is a team that is typically played in the cold, though. Like similarly, you guessed the opponent of the other team as a warm team. The Chicago the Bears. Game. No. The fucking Minnesota Vikings. Oh, wait, we already said that. The fucking the Green uh, Bay Packers. There we oh, go. Damn it. Nice. Packers versus Cardinals, 2003. Any guesses on the temps? Uh, 113 degrees. 122. A okay. little dramatic. It was 102 at kickoff oh, and fuck. 106 by the fourth quarter. Damn. Hot. Um, and who won the game? Hot. Uh, Arizona. Um, kind of similar to how... The what did I just say? The Bengals beat the other team because <laughs> <laughs> they're more the Chargers because they're more used to playing in the cold, for, just yeah. like Arizona's used to playing in the heat. Sure. Um, it says it was tough for fans to sit through and tough for players on the field, oh, yeah. especially yeah. those who are used to playing in the frozen tundra. Yep. Arizona fans were spotted in the stands holding signs saying things like "We'll have the grilled cheese" because it was <laughs> so hot and they're playing Jeez. cheese team. I get it. I oh, get it. I get yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but I, I also it. found another article on NFL.com that was like the top 10 worst weather games. And mm-hmm. some elements included deep fog, like in Chicago, where fog like settled on the field. And this picture. No. Was that recent? What did I just say? Did recent? I say Chicago? Yeah. Okay. I've... Yeah. The Bears. Um, Duh, Bears. It was 1988. Oh, Literally this picture of the field. I wish you guys could see it. It's like the photographer. You see the refs and the players. You can't even see the defense because like of how thick the fog is you can't even see like the other half of the fans in the stadium it's wild like i can't imagine being a fan at that game and not even being able to see the field bruno do you remember the falcons patriots game from 2017 where um the camera crews had to literally use the overhead camera yeah because it was so foggy that you Mm -hmm. couldn't see anything from the upper bowl okay so that was i was gonna say there was something somewhat recently that i remember that happening and that's exactly it Yeah. yeah Yeah, most of these stories pertain to, like, significant snowfall. Um, but there was there was a game where there was eight inches of snowfall during a game. There was one that reminded me of yesterday's. Um, it was a Pats game, too. Um, yeah, the snowplow game, number seven on the top ten, like, worst weather games. John Smith's field goal provided the only score in the Patriots' victory over the Dolphins in the 1982 AFC East showdown in Foxborough. Yeah. Yeah. Also, almost all of these games, which makes sense because it's obviously regional, are AFC games. Um, so it's makes sense. I makes mean, sense for these snow games. So, little little tiny itty bitty game of would you rather? Okay. Hurt since you're a quarterback at heart and heat. Bruno, huh? Heat. I'd rather play in the heat. Can we try going through one Stats Guy segment where you guys don't <laughs> finish my sentences before I even start them? But we have such good chemistry that I knew what you were going to say. If I had the choice... I do have something special here. If I had to choose between playing in the cold or playing in the heat, 
Yeah. I'd rather play in the heat because um, while it's hot and you could definitely have people cramp and you could definitely have people um, get pretty gassed, at mm-hmm. least you'd be able to, like, throw the ball and move the ball and mm. you'd be loose. In the cold, you just don't feel the same. Like, you... You're you don't tight. feel like you're you don't feel like you're moving at full speed as I've experienced as a quarterback. You cannot feel your hands. It makes mm-hmm. it near impossible to throw. Um, you have a bitch pouch, though. Do you have a bitch pouch where you keep your hands warmers and keep your hands warm? But it only works doesn't work during a play. Can't uh-huh. have your hand. Can't have your hands in there during a play. Um, so, I mean, if I'm playing football, I'd rather be too hot in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate the heat. I'd rather yeah. be cold I, because you can always add layers. You can't just keep taking them off. Otherwise, you're going to have a problem and you're going to go to jail because you're going to be naked. So jail, jail, Bruno, yeah. Kurt, that's exactly what I was going to say. I felt like you were getting to that point because you kept stressing play football when it's hot. Correct. I'm the same exact way. It's just it's just a fact. It's easier to, uh, to heat up than it is to cool off. So I'm yep. with you. It's, it's easier to be cold than put some layers on. Yeah, obviously, I feel like the factors are completely different, but like safety wise, because this is my anxiety speaking, I feel like it's literally dangerous to play in significant heat and less dangerous to play in cold weather. Obviously, you can risk frostbite, injuring yourself if your muscles aren't kept warm, things like that. But I feel like the risk is way worse in heat. So um, like, I, you know, they used to cut school early because it was too hot in People, areas where we didn't have AC and we're certainly not wearing pounds of football equipment and running at full speed. We, we're um, just sitting stagnant. A stats guy, you remember this, probably. Um, our senior year of high school, our first game of the year was canceled because of heat. And yeah. um, I have pictures of us sitting in school with ice packs on our heads. It was that yeah. hot. Yeah, It, it was, was also... We had to dress up because it was our first home game, and we were in, like, formal wear. <laughs> Bruh. Can you say swamp ass? Swamp ass. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Snow or rain? Snow. Uh, it is. It, Tom Brady talks about this all the time. It is way easier to play quarterback in the snow than the rain or the wind or whatever because it really doesn't affect your grip of the football. Like, it. Your hands don't get wet. Snow, mm-hmm. and I understand snow is, in I mean, in its sense, a liquid almost when it hits you, it kind of evaporates into wetness. But the science boy now. But from an offensive perspective, in the snow, it's very easy to lose your footing or whatever. And and everyone knows football. The offense has a huge advantage because you know what play is happening. You know what you know if it's a pass or a run. If it's a pass, the receivers know what routes they're running. On defense, you have to be reactionary. So if you're if you're a cornerback, cornerback, and you are guarding a wide receiver, it's really hard to gather your footing correctly in snow. It puts the offense at a huge advantage. Bruno, do you remember that game in the blizzard in Foxborough when the Patriots won fifty nine nothing and Brady threw six touchdowns in the first half? I, I did too. I literally was bet, like, I bet my friend my like testicles, not really, but I was like, I bet you my testicles were going to score above sixty points. I remember like saying something along those lines, and then we simply stopped scoring at fifty nine. I was fucking pissed. <laughs> ten year old Bruno was yeah, pissed. I was pissed. Yeah. So I, I absolutely ten times out of ten snow. Yeah. Wait, can we back that ass up though, really quick, Sats guy, if you don't mind? Absolutely, um, back that ass up. Back that ass up. Throw that Kurt, thing around. Our, Throw that cat just, around. Thank you. Did you just submit? to the audience the thesis that water is not wet i would just like to clarify yeah we're not oh, doing Bruno, this you don't know what you just did Kurt, i don't know I don't, you just said no, it you I, literally just said it well i said snow 
in which essence, is... which you were getting to the point where it's basically water. You were getting there, and then you said it's not wet. No, did I say it's not wet? I think I said it. I said it turns it doesn't into make a your liquid. Hands wet. I said it, turns... it, just said it doesn't make your hands wet. Didn't it, you say that? It wouldn't make your hands as wet as if it was literally fucking raining. Like, think about how wet your hands are if it rains. No, that's true. But you are, you not, you, are you not saying that? No, yes, your hands, hands would be wet. They would okay. not be as wet as if it was so raining. So, is water wet then? All right, let's get you on the record. TBD. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just saying. That hey, might I'm be for <laughs> next Stats Boys. I'll tell you what, what, the whole water is water wet thing. I've listened to probably 300 different people give oh their answer. And I. I agree with what everyone says. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that and then I'm like, wait right. a second. Wait that sounds right. I agree. I'm like, yep, that's it. I, so. it. It breaks your brain thinking about. Before we keep going and break my brain even more, Stats guy, you got any more stats or are we getting close? I had one more would you rather question. Hit but... me. Hit us. Hit us. Okay, so I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kurt. Bruno, you didn't actually play football, did you? Uh, yeah, I was actually the starting fullback all four years of high school. No, I can't say that without smiling. I was the tennis captain. You think I played okay. football? <laughs> no, I feel like I knew that, but I just wanted to verify because yeah, I didn't I did want to keep like referencing Kurt's football yeah. career. Bruno um, was a big ball. Oh, I, I did play football though. Oh, uh, why? Fake. No, I was literally the best defenseman fucking uh, Natick has ever fucking seen. I believe it. I played left because I didn't give a fuck left back, and nobody wanted to play left back. I was a righty. I just played left back because I said I'm just gonna keep me on the field. And boy, did I go play that motherfucking field. You threw that ass back, one might say. I to the threw left. that goddamn to the left, to the left. Everything yeah. you own in a box to right, the wait, left. So would you rather uh, Kurt Field football reference So edition. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> Kurt, but I'm pretty sure you haven't played in thick, thick fog. So it's like probably hard to visualize. Like you've obviously probably had some foggy games, but fog in terms of the picture that I'm looking at where like you can't even see the crowd from the field no i have not played in dense fog however i will say this i played in almost the pitch black so we played at Husatonic. <laughs> Husatonic wamogo was actually uh the the co-op school um which was More washington like wanogo wamogo washington morris and goshen was wamogo um and we, we, it was uh, their senior night. No, it was their homecoming. So, um, and Bruno, you know how like uh, the poor schools have no lights and they wheel like those Did fake. Did you just say the poor schools? Yeah. They bring. The schools that don't value their athletic facilities. So the poor schools. So the, okay. the poor schools who don't have lights and they, when they wheel those like fucking like park um like fair <laughs> like lights the, out that, the tvs the, that are strapped to the thing when you have a substitute teacher <laughs> that's like yeah and like this is like the one like yeah it's just really it's it's really pathetic they had only four of them and they put them they put them in all four corners of the field so the middle of the field i'm throwing shit the middle Did of the field lamp on? was pitch black i remember i threw a ball to um my teammate Ben Marler, who caught the ball for a touchdown, and the guy in the booth who was announcing had no idea what happened. <laughs> he was like, "Field throws the ball. I don't know where that. I don't know where it went." <laughs> That's hilarious, it, dude. It was the weirdest thing of all. It's like playing at night with your friends, but it counted as a yeah. game. Wait, but how do you again? Maybe this is my dumb brain, but how would they go about lighting the middle of the field in that scenario? They would have put two more lights, like along oh, the midfield. Yeah, so I mean, just... it still would have been bad. 
And it was like these orange burnt they were it was dude it was terrible i think i would try to find pictures one corner and like moved it up like to the 20 or 30 yard line correct it should it should have been that's exactly at least like a rhombus shape of lights rhombus rhombus is such an underutilized shape thank you trying to give it the attention it deserves um no decahedron so what dodecahedron you don't know dodecahedron's kurt i must have missed that Class of geometry. geometry. Imagine Adrian, not you being know a the geometry guy. I had the worst Google geometry is? teaching. What'd you what? say? I, wh- do you whoa. know what the number whoa. a Google is? A Google? Like, what is one Google? A lot. Um, let me think here. Uh, Google? Michael Google. Yeah, correct. <laughs> um, <Get a> epic. <laughs> it is a number, like a one, like one Google is one with a hundred zeros at the end. Oh. Okay, that's, that's good to big know. Big ass number. How do you even pick a number? How do you even throw that ass back? Google. No idea. Anyways, my last would you rather was oh, Kurt. Yeah. I found a picture. Bruno. I found a picture. Hold on. Sorry, I'm not trying to be that guy. I need Stats Guy and Bruno to see this. Guy. This is a my brightness is all the way up. A picture from that game. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thank fucking... God you guys were wearing your whites. Yeah, what the fuck? We were That's in the. We were in. Quite simply, in, the, you can't even see your, the lower halves of your body. No, this is full brightness again. See that one light in the corner? Like that oh was. My geez. God! Wait, it was did what happened in the dark there come to the light? Everything comes to the light. What happens okay. in the dark comes to the light. Sorry, keep okay. going, Stats Guy. <laughs> Stats Guy fell asleep trying to give us this. Would you rather? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's been many minutes. Yeah, I'm tired. I want to um, go home. So. <laughs> thick, thick, thick fog. Fog. Or wait. Oh my God. Wayne. Wind. <laughs> Wayne. Lil Wayne. I'd rather. Would you like a little Wayne or would you like a little fog? No. Fog or wind? Fog. Fog. Even Wait. if. Okay. Fog. Did I stutter? <laughs> fall. Fog. Oh my God. Fo- I need to go. Fog to the extent of you not being able to see like your Wamogo game. Okay. Or wind. You know what? It doesn't. Fog. Bruno, end it. <laughs> I hope you're not talking about KMS, Kurt, because that's a dark way to end it. End it. But, <laughs> Kurt, first of all, the hs <laughs> are coming on great, but they can Thank use some you. work. We've been practicing. Uh, I can tell. What the heck? <laughs> Wait, what did you do last week? That was so funny. You did something with that last week. I said, end <laughs> it. <laughs> Hold on. I'm he was also trying to say a CH Monica word, and he held his mouth open for 10 whole minutes <laughs> trying to wind himself up to say it. He was like, and it, <laughs> and I and it. lost my oh mind. Oh my god, that Please was just great. Well, Kurt is hungry. He wants to go home. Stats guy gave us, or sorry, stats boy gave us fucking stats for days. Thank you to all of our fans, all the Spotify Wrapped people who listened to five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes of uh, part playing the field this year. Wait, really? Great job. Uh, yeah, what, you didn't see that? We posted on our story. Oh. Check out the Instagram. Uh, I thought you were the social media person, too. No, that's you. You hold all the roles. We talked about this. You do gotcha. HR, I actually don't have do... the login to the social media, believe it or not. That's why Kurt always talks shit without me there to defend myself. So Yikes. anyways, uh, <laughs> shout out to all the people posting their Spotify wrapped of playing the field. And by that, I, uh, Stats Boy, I mean, literally no one did that. But thank you for <laughs> believing me. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, Kurt, I think we will have some decisions to talk about because next week or i guess this is stats boy too next week uh is my finals week and i'm working late every day so we're gonna have to figure out 
when the next podcast is. But you know what? That's a problem for future us. Not when right now. When are you officially going to be? Hey, Pat's are on a bye week. We could just take a bye week. True. Oh, they are in a bye week. Okay, we so we'll just, talk. We could just send it on a bye. Well, we'll see. We'll talk. Um, <laughs> Doctor Jewish it. Dagger is coming soon. Uh, I'm coming home. Okay. Anyways, take me home. Distracted. Take me home, country road. Country road. Twenty-five minute stats guy segment. We gotta really fucking cut fucking this shit down. Glorious. A gift from me to you. Well, if we're taking a bye week, I gotta overcompensate. Well, you do plenty of that. Let's go, Bruno. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, on that note, we will see you next time, or will we? Mm. On playing the field. Bye, guys. <laughs> Talking swords and always know the truth